0: Welcome to Blackhawks Insider, the official podcast of the Chicago Blackhawks, presented by Chevy Driveschicago.com, Drive What Kane and Taves Drive. I'm Chris Foster's coming up on the podcast. We sit down with not only Max Domi, but his father Ty, the enforcer, as well. We tell some behind-the-scenes stories of the father's trip to Southern California, and look forward to retiring Marion Hossa's number 81. Much more coming up on the podcast presented by Chevy Drives, Chicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. Welcome into the latest episode of Blackhawks Insider. I'm Chris Foster, joined by my co hosts, Colby Cohen and Kaylee Chelios. Guys, it's beginning to look a lot <laughs> like Christmas. Oh, really it's the second time I've got time. to hear
1: you sing, Chris. You're getting better Thank you. and better. Go Snow. I love it.
0: Really Thank you. brings I,
2: out the smiles on his face. Just look at him right now.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I'm not. I'm not Miguel Esparza giving his Elvis <laughs> rendition, but uh, you know, I, I can. I can pick a tune every now and then. But uh, all kidding aside, snow is here, maybe or maybe not to stay, but definitely feels like winter is on the way and Thanksgiving as well. But Colby, uh, I'm noticing uh, a new background uh, on your end. Uh, where Where are you at? Change of scenery? <laughs>
2: change of scenery is right you guys uh we moved a little over the last week you know stayed in the city but we moved won't give away too many details just don't want any angry fans showing up (laughs) at my front door Um, no picketers uh, no exactly none of the above (laughs) but you know seeing how excited you are about snow and and kaylee i'm i'm a little i'm a little thrown off by that but you guys were just in california you were just hanging out with palm trees and you were just on the father's trip, which I know both of you really enjoy. Kaylee, you said it's your favorite trip of the year. Chris, you I got to meet your dad, Chris, uh, before you went on the father's trip. And I just assume your dad is probably still ear-to-ear smiling with how excited he was about the father's trip.
0: He is. He is. He, he texted me about it again yesterday just saying how much <laughs> fun he had and, and what a monster trip it was. And on a personal note – Thank you to both of you, Colby and Kaylee. I know that he was really excited to meet both of you, and you each took the time to not only introduce yourselves but really have uh, some in-depth and meaningful conversation with him. And he's he's still raving about it. thinks the world of you two. thinks that you're both so cool and so nice and so friendly. So I really appreciate you both helping make my dad's father's trip uh, a great experience and. You know, quite frankly, I I went into it thinking that it was going to be a lot of fun, but honestly, it it exceeded my expectations. It was just really meaningful to develop the relationships with with the players and the Blackhawks staff and their dads as well. Everyone's guards down a little bit when when their dad's around, and it was just a a really, really great time both on and off the ice. So Kaylee, I know you've been part of dad's trips before. What did you think of this one?
1: Yeah, it was nice to actually have my dad on the trip for the first time. It worked out great. He was in L.A., and in the past, my dad has always loved bringing his dad. He's brought my brothers before on trips, which is pretty cool for some of the guys who couldn't bring their dads. They had uncles, nephews, sons, brothers, Uh, so it's just cool. The Hawks did a great job at traveling over 100 people on this trip. I've never seen that many people travel, so people from all over the place and it was great to see my dad Uh, we got to watch the game in LA together and I went to Malibu where he's got a house and hosted some some sponsors and some friends so it always works out well when family and work come together and I got to to talk to your dad, Chris, in the suite, and I got some scoops, which was a lot of fun on Young Vosters. <laughs> oh,
0: <no. laughs> I didn't hear about this. Oh. I didn't no. tell you about it. He said <laughs> she was, since she you was were waiting for the public airwaves to talk. <laughs> oh
2: about gosh, it. I was. Kayleigh. You know what? It just
1: reminded me of it. We talked a lot about young Chris, and like since you were little, you had the Fisher Price microphone, and you were just destined to be a broadcaster. I mean, nobody was a bigger sports fan you won radio contests uh great student, no surprise there so he was extremely proud of you and proud to be a part of that trip which was really cool for me to see having just met you last year Chris and then getting to know your dad it just like you said you let your guard down a little bit with your dad around the players feel a bit more comfortable and i have to say too like max and ty together mr kane and and ty domi together just it was a lot of fun there's a lot of good stories that came out of this trip
2: well kaylee i you know you sit there and watching a game with your dad i would love to be a fly on the wall for that because obviously your dad's a hall of famer you know one of the most legendary players who who ever played the game so when you're watching a game with him is it how, how is, you know, is it, is it father, daughter, is it coworkers? Is it like, what's the vibe and, and are you talking about the game? Are you guys breaking it down? Like, I just would be curious to hear like how his mind processes a hockey game.
1: Yeah. Full breakdown. I mean, it's more cause I want to take advantage of every opportunity I can. So if I get to sit there and evaluate the game with him, it sharpens my mind. So we just break it down the whole time. And then my sister who was there, she's 27 living in California, doesn't really know. Hockey just never happened for her. She was really bad. And (laughs) she never quite understood the rules. So the dynamic of like my father and I, and then my sister trying to chime in with like zero interest in half of it is a good dynamic. So maybe next time we'll put like a GoPro in front of us, but definitely helps having him shape my mind. So. If I can watch a game with him and we can talk about it, it's nice. Every dad kind of has their own way of watching their son, though. So my dad and I could talk the whole period. You know, Athanasiu's dad by himself in the corner, you know, like everybody kind of has their own thing. Nobody talks to each other during the period. It's like all business, dialed in, not time to socialize. So I always enjoy that part about the dads, too, like who has their own little nuances and what they do while they watch their sons play. It's (laughs) nerve-wracking.
2: It's, it's stressful, Kaylee. Like I, I don't think I ever, I mean, obviously I'm not a parent yet. And so I can't like fully appreciate it, but when I, right. But when I have retired and now my closest friends still play, I find myself anytime I'm watching them even feeling stressed out. Like when I would see, you know, any of my old college roommates play in the playoffs in the last couple of years, you know, watching them, it's stressful. I mean, it's hard to even enjoy it at times because you feel the stress of not wanting to see them turn a puck over, you know, get beat one-on-one, miss an assignment, just knowing that when they go back to the bench, they're they're probably going to get, you know, their lunch eaten by the coach. So I can only imagine what it's like, you know, to be a parent watching their kid at, at this high of a level when when the stakes are you know, so high. Um, so I don't, uh, I'm not surprised to hear that from you, Kaylee and, and Chris, about how stressed out the parents are watching their kids.
0: Well, we've got an interview with Max Domi and his dad, Ty, coming up later on in this episode. And Kaylee and I pre-taped it with Max and Ty on the father's trip. We were in Anaheim at the time. And Kaylee, my favorite part, I think, about the interview was – hearing about the nonverbal language that fathers and sons have or <laughs> oh, fathers yeah. and daughters have while they're watching their kids play. Just a look. You J- just words. a look or sometimes a signal. And, and Ty Domi and Max had some really interesting stories about your dad, Kaylee, as a coach and kind of the, the hand signals that Coach Chris Chelios would have from the bench. And I, I, I really got a kick out of learning about that sort of nonverbal side of the game. The,
1: I mean, the, even, in, the, even in the suite, like, he whistled at me like I was still 13 on the ice. <laughs> like, like, I was like, excuse me? It's a suite. Like, you can't whistle at me in here. But, you're, I mean, it was funny, and I thought it was funny, too. Like, we'll get into that interview, and Ty talks about going on the glass to see Max. And Mr. Kane goes on the glass every single time to see Pat before a game in warmups. he gets the puck, it's kind of his thing he does every time. but when he asked Ty to go, his reaction was like, I'm not going on the glass. like Max was like fat chance. like absolutely not. you do not want to have your dad looking at you like mono mono before a game during a game watching and evaluating you because you're just that's all you're gonna see the whole time. So you're right. in the interview it was funny how Max goes into it, but my dad was the same way he sat on the glass by himself behind one of the goaltenders. Yep every single game and it's just menacing if you have a bad game or a good game it's great but a bad game it might be the worst and it's it was funny how similar ty and my dad were and and how they watch games and then obviously all the non-verbals that we got to go over <laughs> in the interview about how like, just coaching the whole way through
2: well kaylee i can i can second the the dad standing behind the the net i mean my whole minor hockey career that was my dad's spot never with anybody else never made a noise and never really even hand signaled all he had to do was (laughs) give me a facial expression and i knew what i was in store for uh you know the rest of the way whether it was going to be the silent treatment whether it was going to be the you know pity treatment or, or or what was coming next but Good times. It it did sound like it was a. It, it sounded in in all seriousness. Um, you know, it it sounded like a father's trip that you know was was well planned, well executed. You know, and it was a good time. And hey, look, the hockey was pretty good too. The Hawks go out to the West Coast. They obviously lose a buzzer beater. Um, None of you guys were – none of us were working. We were all actually just watching that game. So, obviously, we're getting it from a little bit of a different vantage point. Always tough to beat a team twice within a week, even if it's not back-to-back. So, the fact that the Hawks were able to take three out of four points from the L.A. Kings was – I would consider that to be a success. And then they go into Anaheim. They don't play well for the first half the game or third of the game. And, Kaylee, they still are able to win that game uh, out on the West Coast.
1: Yeah, I can't say I was surprised that they came out a little flat. You just kind of felt that coming with how long this road trip was. And, you know, travel days were a bit longer than expected. Dads were there. So the start wasn't surprising. Anaheim also not surprised to see them get off to such a strong start with the season they've had coming off back-to-back losses. But you're right. How about Jared Tenorti scoring two goals in front of his dad who was hyped after the game for it? (laughs) drinking some root beers. Former NHLer too. Former NHLer and uh, Mike Gapsby the medical trainer for the Blackhawks been there 36 years I couldn't believe that at one point he had Jared's dad in the NHL he had Troy Murray and then my dad and now all of their kids are either in the NHL in some capacity or on the trip so kind of a weird moment for Mike Gapsby as well and making him feel a little old i guess like we were talking about stories of when we would play in the locker room as kids and some of the injuries we sustained gapper was there for us so great job um anyway by the hawks and gaps we obviously that story was pretty funny to me but the dads to dad philip Bruce's dad who we got to know a bit better too um, the d factoring in was was great and you know unfortunately they couldn't really sustain much momentum. Going in uh, the other night against yeah. a very good Carolina team, but tough matchup to come home to as well.
2: Always, the first game after a road trip, you see teams generally have a little bit of a lull in play, um, and you know that game last night. That's a good Carolina team. That's well coached. They're well structured. Um, they're they're a more talented group on paper, and they're missing a bunch of players, but. Um, you know, that, that was a, that was one of the more difficult opponents I think the Hawks are going to see all season. They just are a matchup nightmare with how, you know, disciplined that they play. And they just never really, they don't make mistakes. It's so rare that the Carolina Hurricanes make a mistake. And, and the Hawks just, you know, not necessarily able to capitalize on it. Uh, I got to give a little shout out, though, from last night to Chris because the Hurricanes have some names that, can be difficult especially when they have the puck constantly and they did have the puck a lot last night and I mean I was I was listening to Chris go from Kochetkov to Kokaniemi to I mean Lajoie. I mean I was like Chris is Chris is on the names last night and and so we gotta well, I gotta give him a little shout out for for his job on the broadcast last night.
1: Stick well, thanks, partner. to Chris. <laughs> thank
0: you thank you to both of you I I appreciate that. Speaking of names that are hard to say, we got a tweet from Blackhawks fan Cephaloctopus who was asking for a Max Domi appearance on the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. Actually, Cephaloctopus shouted out your interview, Kaylee, with Jonathan Taves last week and thought that Max Domi would be a good guest for our episode this week. And asking you shall receive because we have Max Domi with his dad, Ty, as our interview guests on this week's episode of the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. And to all of our fans out there, we would love to hear from you at any point during this season. If you have a question for the show, a suggestion for a segment, or an interview guest, just add the hashtag Blackhawksmailbag to your tweet or social media post. We would love to hear from you. So, without further ado, per the request of Cephaloctopus... Here is our interview with Max Domi and his dad, Ty. The Blackhawks are on their semi-annual dad's trip this year to Los Angeles and Anaheim. So, of course, we had to have a father-son duo on this episode of the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. Kaylee and I are delighted to be joined by Max Domi and his dad, Ty. Now, Ty, you have a, an NHL record for most major fighting minutes in, in NHL history with 333 fighting majors. So, no fighting on on this podcast <laughs> today. <All> right. okay. <laughs> I'd be out of my element. Uh, all kidding aside, is this your first dad's trip together? A second? Yeah. Okay. It's this our is second. Pretty, this is first cool. one was in uh,
3: Arizona. My uh, was it my first year or second year?
4: First year.
0: No, second, second year. Second yeah, year. Yeah,
3: second year in Arizona. We actually came to the same two spots, right? LA San, and San Jose, no, too. It was, oh, no, okay. Yeah, no. it was LA and San Jose.
1: Yeah,
3: sure. LA and San Jose, right. Yeah. Huh. Um, so it's kind of the same sort of thing, but time flies. Feels like it was yesterday. Except
4: the Arizona Fathers, they actually cleared, <laughs> they actually cleared out uh, the bar at the hotel. <laughs> and I, I don't think these fathers here had many drinks. So there's a big difference. But
1: uh, I was going to say, this seemed like a tamed group watching yeah, very the game, tame, right? Very, tame, <laughs> very, very uh, focused the on the guys, game. the
4: Arizona crew had a lot of a lot of Western <laughs> Hockey League fathers. <laughs> oh, there was
3: this one guy, Ryan, you remember the name Ryan White? So I played with Whitey, um, played for a long time. He's actually from Winnipeg, same place as Taser. And his dad, there's like some iconic footage of, of, of his dad like doing yeah. some funny stuff at the game to some of the Sharks fans. So if you ever get a chance to look <laughs> that up, it's, it's pretty iconic.
4: Kid, and his kid scored a goal, the yeah. winning goal. Oh, yeah. And he took his jersey off, right, because they were chirping at him. Oh, he started swinging around. He swinging around, and he just it on the finger. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> oh, my God. God. Well, <laughs> it was insane. Yeah, it was all over YouTube. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: L- less drama so yeah. far on, on this dad's trip. Yeah. But there is still time, I guess. Yeah. But
4: <laughs> Well, the beauty of this trip so far was just – Telling Max a story, um, you know, I I got very close with uh, Patrick Kane, father Pat, Patrick Senior. Sure. And um, you know, he, in Buffalo, he asked me to come down to warm up with him,
1: mm-hmm. and he's like,
4: "Don't stand me up, don't don't." I'm like, "No, I'll, I'll come." And he's like, you promised me you're going to come." I'm like, "Don't stand me up." I'm like, okay. Anyway, I ended up going for chicken wings. It took too long, so I couldn't go. <laughs> <laughs> so we get here. We're supposed to wear the Jerseys. Yeah. And he's like, uh, I'm not going to wear the jersey. I'm like, what do you mean you're not going to wear the jersey? So <laughs> I said, you got to wear the jersey. All the fathers were, you know, I just never wore it. And I, I'm, I'm like, listen, I'm wearing the jersey. So then we get to the rink. I said, put the jersey on, Kaner, because he didn't have the jersey on. He hadn't yeah, I, <laughs> I said, put the, he says, okay, I'll, put the, I'll make a deal. I'll put the jersey on, but you have to come down to warm up with me. So I got to say, I went down to warm up <laughs> with him. And he wanted to go down a half hour before warm-up started, mm-hmm. but we ended up going down there. And uh, there was a family there, a type one diabetic family. And he, you know, it was all because of Caner why that all happened. And uh, I, okay. I, I spoke to the family. that had a sign, Max, and you know, Max gave him, threw him a puck, and and the kid just got diagnosed with type one diabetes. And you know, he, it, it that, that side of it was it made the whole trip for me to talk to that family. He just got diagnosed and. They read his book to them, uh, to the kid. And and the first thing he said, can I still play hockey? Like it really, you know, it it was worth the whole father's trip. But then after all that, (laughs) I go up back to where Kaner's standing. How many rows up are you guys?
0: About 12 rows up. Did you see him, by the way, at warm-ups? I'll, I'll jump okay, in when okay, he's done. I was, was going to say, tell, he
1: yeah. was really apprehensive at first for what your reaction was going to be when you came down to the class at Right, warm-ups. right, because Max was like, what the <laughs> what hell? What are you <laughs>
4: doing? <laughs> so, I had to double take for a second. No yeah. chance. So, <laughs> anyway, I'm standing all of a sudden, K- Kaner's standing in front of me, and he's like, he goes to every warm-up. His whole career, he's been going to Patrick's warm-ups. And I didn't know this, right? And so he's very, really, you know, and all of a sudden, at the end of Pat gets a puck on a stick and throws it, and his dad didn't move. I go, did you, son? I go, what was that? He says, no, that's from Patty. I'm like, no way. He goes, yeah, he does that you know, every game to me. I'm like, no way. He goes, <laughs> Pat looks up, and he's laughing, and he goes, he goes like this. Right? And I'm standing there, he grabbed the puck, and he just went,
0: <laughs> you know, like, didn't even budge I yeah. didn't
4: move Him and his father <laughs> have been doing that for years And it caught You know It really caught me off guard And then Bill Carmery Tells me Who's a close friend of mine Lives out here And I had uh, I knew he's a hockey guy Son's they, a
0: goalie Right Yeah. Buffalo yep. yeah. yeah
4: He's like A really close friend of mine And Max's So I had Patty Senior Come down for breakfast With us today And he tells a story About what he, he did with his – he had four boys that played in the NHL. The, Eric plays the goalie. But he goes – every up he goes to, the, his sons go like this to him with a glove. Like, I love you. is their whole career. So Max and I have been missing the boat on all this stuff. <laughs> you just <laughs>
3: have no your I own unique you. relationship. Yeah, we're not. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yesterday I looked over my court. I'm like, it's the last time I'll ever see him there. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> we'll put an end to that pretty quick.
3: <laughs> I was so,
1: going to say.
0: So, Max, your last goal was career goal 105. Yeah, he's got one, one sure oh. 104. God, okay. God well, God. I was just going to say. I, like, I, I, I will be honest with you. Fighting. I did not know that. I did not know that.
3: But it's pretty cool because I'm sitting on the, on the bus yesterday and Taser's right behind me. And my dad's right next to me uh, like across the aisle. And just like got a smirk on his face. <laughs> and uh, he's, like, he's, life, like, he's like, did you know this? I'm like, No what? He goes, you just passed Pops, eh? I'm like, come on, what do you mean? Um, he's like, man, you have – I guess he was looking at our, like, stats because we were right next to each other, which is hilarious. But <laughs> Jonathan Tays reaches over and hits you in the back of the shoulder and says, hey, you just passed your dad in goals. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But it was it was funny. It was um, funny yeah. So, yeah, now I got him in, in goals and points. Nice.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> Long way away in fights, we don't want him to catch me there. No. <laughs> no.
1: But having a dad, like I can sort of relate a little bit to the toughness aspect. I know my dad and you had like a little run in and he was like really in the moment like, what am I doing? I couldn't believe that. <laughs> I tried to grab Ty in the fight and he just let me go and it was like probably the best thing that happened to me back in the day. But as a, a son or a daughter, you kind of adopt a little bit of that kind of heart just having your dad play for so long, not just yeah. as an enforcer, but turning into the career that you had as long as you did, like how much of that, like we saw you defend Patrick Kane earlier this season, which was really cool. Luke Richardson was really mm-hmm. happy about it. Like how much of your game, you know, do you think you get from your, your dad just instinctually and having watched him and his career? Um,
3: yeah, it's a great question. And I think I've been asked it a million times yeah. now too. And it's it's tough to answer because – um, obviously, he played for a long, long time. Um, I mean, you didn't play as long as your dad did, but um, as, <laughs> far as, as far as as, as far as as far as I'm concerned, <laughs> he couldn't quit though. <laughs> the the role that he had, um, which unfortunately isn't really uh, around as much as it should be, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. it's the toughest job in the history of the game, and in really sports, because you got to be so selfless, and you're, you're putting yourself at risk every single night. Um, and I mean, we could stand up right now to show you guys that I'm actually taller than he is, um, <laughs> which I'm pretty proud about, not going to lie, but it's, it's also makes me even more proud of him because the fact that he was fighting some of the guys he was fighting is, is, is incredible and he's the best to ever do it. I don't care what anyone says. Um, so I, I think there's, there's always going to be that side of his game, but the, the main stuff that, that I got to witness too was how he was as a teammate. Um, and he actually does have some skill. <laughs> I got to give him credit. He's, he, he has, he has so a harder. A he has a harder. Like he has that. a harder shot than I do. Um, <laughs> he had a different, different, different curve. So I mean, I, he has that going for him. But uh, no, he, he he has a lot more talent, a lot more skill than anyone ever gave him credit for. He could play, and he's the kind of guy that kind of played up through the lineup, um, which is again a very hard role to do. And he was always ready. And if you ask any of his teammates, I think that's the ultimate um, compliment. Is one like. There's, there's no teammate that will say a bad thing about him. Um, so I've always tried to emulate, obviously, those good sides of his games, whether it's the, the work ethic, um, the kind of the fearless mentality of, like, I'm going to go out every single shift no matter what happens to try and help my team win. And that's kind of how – not only him, uh, my mom was very similar too. Both my parents are pretty competitive, so uh, <laughs> I don't know if you'll meet someone more competitive than me based off of my genes, but uh, I, I, it was literally anything to win and um i think that's 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 the main thing that i learned um as a kid from from him and hockey and fighting all that stuff aside i think that's been pretty valuable being a good teammate anything to win and just work as hard as you possibly can and and have fun and that's kind of um the blessing that i've had to, to learn from a guy like him and also all of his teammates that i was around
1: yeah i saw recently like when i was looking up more stuff like drake also had said like the rapper drake that you're one of the most popular Leafs players ever just because of your heart and like how good of a teammate and a friend you are, just like Max talked about. So Max scores the OT winner in the home opener this year. You were there. You had Ric Flair, and then <laughs> David Beckham was commenting on it, and Tom Brady was commenting on the goal, congratulating you, Max. What a cool group of people that you're around all the time, post-hockey career What's that like? And like, then I'm curious, just Max, what it feels like to have like all those people kind of in, in your corner Everyone watching always you. always ask
3: me, how does your dad know all these guys? So I'll, let him <laughs> I'll let him answer that.
1: <laughs> I know. I was like, Drake, giving like a huge shout-out to you recently. I was like, add another one.
0: <laughs> You've had a great post-playing career. Yeah, You've you have. done some really cool it's things. It's, it's like your dad,
4: you know. Um, you know, we, uh, we just li- live, you know, day to day. Live life and, to the fullest. Yeah, and uh, people kind of like kind of the way we are and we're honest guys and <laughs> a little no, too honest there's no, <laughs> there's no bullshit and you know yeah. um and I, I I think you know when you when you look back on on life you just want to make sure that uh you have no regrets and that's kind of you know um how I'm living my life um and watching <laughs> my watching my kid play hockey um you know something I love to do and you know in my other two daughters they Whatever they're doing, I'm passionate on, and I, I try and be there for all of them, and uh, balance my kids as much as I can. But um, I think what hockey has done um, for our family, and what it, you know, the legacy he continues to, to carry, uh, you know, not just on the hockey side, but you know, like that family last night, um, the type one diabetic mm-hmm. family just got diagnosed, and they read his book to him every night uh, because the first thing he said, that kid was, um, can I still play hockey? And that's the first thing he said when he got, when he found out he got diagnosed as a type one diabetic. So, you know, those type of things, um, you know, our memories forever and um, when he's impacting like families like that, uh, obviously that makes me proud.
1: Absolutely.
0: So not to get too mushy here, but when, when was the most proud you've been of Max uh, as, a, as a hockey player? Ooh, Ooh, good question. No pressure. I, I mean, you finished. know, thinking about his <laughs> NHL debut or, you know, was it uh, like a fight uh, kind of taking a page Definitely out of your book? A fight because <laughs> I got yelled at the first, like, ten times I fought. Really?
4: Right? <laughs> well, the one thing um, when he did make the NHL, um, I, I said to him, um, you know, always respect, you know, everybody. And um, whether it's the trainers or the coaches or, you know, the – the person who runs the parking lot, with security people, um, PR people, um, all those people, and all the teams he's played on, have all gave compliments. So as a father, that's you know what you love to hear. But at Gila Fleur's funeral this year, um, all the ex-players who were there uh, were very, very kind, uh, coming over, saying nice things about Max, and they all said, you know, didn't matter where. Um, he always came over and shook their hand, so. That's that's the rule that he kind of gave me, was like, if you ever
3: see uh, an ex-player, you, you gotta go say hello, um, out of respect for them. Even though it's like, most of the time are like, these guys have no idea who I am. Like, I don't wanna like, interfere with them and like, kinda like, crowd their space, whatever. But that's just, it. it's been a rule ever since I've been a kid um like muster up the courage go over say hello um but you know and it goes a long way it really does it does and
4: and Montreal's like the hockey shrine of all shrines right and you got Serge Savard saying that to you you know Yvonne Cornway Chris Nyland all these guys coming up by Gila First Funeral saying that about him you know that that itself uh you know I I think is the proudest I've I've been is just hearing it from those type of guys and and, you know, I, he's right. That's what I did say to him, uh, and it, he still does it. And because at the end of the day, he's not going to know. He's not going to, like, he's not going to th- really think that way unless someone tells him. And I just happened to played the game, and I respect the past. And I always have respected the past, and I want him to continue that and respect the past. And I, I think that's, that's a big part that all professional sports is lacking is respecting the past mm-hmm. because – if you didn't have those guys in the past, what they did, they wouldn't have what they have today. You know, so.
3: That's and, good. and going back to Kaylee's question, too, about, like, I think I was actually going to be part of the second part of that that answer mm-hmm. for, like, him and his network and people he knows and hangs out with now post-hockey. You know what? I think that's, like, what he just said is part of the biggest reason. Other than he treats everyone the same no matter what. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, the fame, whatever. Um, it works both ways. Like, he's, he's himself with, with me as he is with – so and so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I think that's something nowadays is, is lost um, because sometimes you, you treat people like they're not even people, and that's when people get turned off from you. Um, and that's just, he has so much confidence in himself, um, and he has so many stories. He's a funny guy, obviously. And I think that's pretty contagious in a room, so he'll take over, you know, I mean, yeah. he'll take over a room oh, pretty yeah. quick. And it's just like your dad, too. That's why they hang out with the people they do. And, um, and it goes back to what he just said, too, of just, um, the respect thing, and, and he shows everyone respect. And it doesn't matter if it's some guy walking down the street or if it's Mark Wahlberg. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the same amount of respect for both people, and I think that's why um, he demands so much respect is because he shows it, um, and it's consistent in everywhere in his life. So it's uh, it's pretty cool for not just me but my two sisters to see as well, um, and you, you learn a lot from stuff like that. And uh, both my parents are, are outstanding with that, so I'm, I'm very grateful for both of them
4: so you're, you're speaking of your dad the respect, like your dad wanted a ride from um, <laughs> he wanted a two hour ride. Oh, uh, yeah. I was nineteen years old, and he wanted a ride from um, uh, a softball tournament all the way to Rick Green's place and Peterborough's two hour ride, right? I'm like, yeah, no problem, it's Chris Chelios. I'm not going to say no, right? (laughs) (laughs) My Honda Accord, my first car I bought. You know, (laughs) (laughs) coupe that is, Honda Accord coupe. And Chelios gets in the car, I'm thinking, oh, Chris Chelios, I'm driving two hours, I'm going to have a good conversation. Takes off his sandals, puts his feet on the dash, Puts the seat right back and slept all the way. <laughs> slept all the way. <laughs> it was like he got in and then he says, "But uh, we've been close friends ever since." Uh, obviously, you know <laughs> your dad and I. And you guys have great our, stories. I went a... to
1: that Mario Lemieux fantasy camp, and I could have sat in there for like ten hours listening to you guys all talk. It was yeah. one of the best games I've ever sat through with that whole group yeah. of people. So I want to go back really quick when you talked about him yelling at you for fighting. Like it's so funny. Yeah.
3: Doesn't want me to hurt my hand, um, oh, or something okay, like that. And fair. and you know what? Like as much as I try and emulate a lot of things in his game, yeah, uh, we are very different players, and I think he knows that more than anyone, especially me. So um, did he, he coach?
1: He, does he kind of like like I know he coached
3: me when I was young. Okay. Um, he was uh, he was our <laughs> assistant coach, and he actually. He switched over to the defensive coach pretty quick. <laughs> um, so he, he coached uh, Darnell that's Nurse. Tough when you work together and Dar- Darnell Nurse. Darnell. <laughs> Nurse cool. Darnell Nurse, who's obviously a superstar in the league now. And, Darnell
1: and, Nurse, Mark Friedman, and one of See, my that's good friends. a pretty friends. good coaching
3: legacy. Yeah, go. So I mean, yeah. Mark that's good.
4: Plays don't
1: plays forget it. Philly?
3: Uh, he's in. Uh, yeah, he's in uh, the minor league system for Pittsburgh now. But he was with the Pens last year, um, so you got to give him some credit for his <laughs> defensive mind, I guess. That's what I'm talking about. And 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 if you ask Darnell Nurse, yeah. Nurse he loved him. I mean, he jokes for <laughs> the all the time. But uh, no, he was a good coach. Um, he loves
4: me because I left him on the ice all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <One> time <laughs> I left him on for literally eight minutes straight? <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. He, well, trying, that's he, a tough. I one.
3: actually remember that because like he tried and come and change, and my dad's like stay, stay. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay.
1: I remember, like, my dad, and, like, I obviously played at a much lower level than everybody, but even then he had, like, hand signals for everything coaching, like, cherry pick, play more physical, like this, and if you sucked in a game, he'd be like, and then you just didn't make eye contact the rest of the game. Yeah. So, so, my was, dad
3: would always, that's unbelievable, my dad would always <laughs> sit in the corner, same corner, doesn't matter where the rink was. The corners. always the corner. right corner, corner away from everyone else. Um, and he had a couple... I mean, I, I could tell without any interaction with them how the car ride home was gonna be. Right. Um, so the, the classic one was was this one was, let's go. Um, or sorry, yeah, no, this one was let's go, move skate, your feet, and move skate, your feet. Yeah. Like, let's go. Let's Harriet. get going. This one was, what are you doing? Yeah. Very <laughs> and smaller. then, this one was shoot the puck, and then all of a sudden, like if I knew, it, I was like. I was in one, like, and it was just so, <laughs> so weird because, like, if I made a mistake, one more mistake, I'm like, I, I'm just got look, what does he think? And I turn a puck over or something, and he would just be like this. Garbage. That I got the gone. same one. Out, out the back door. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, all right, this is going to be a tough, I'm going to just walk home with this rate, so. Yeah, that's
4: the worst. I, I mean, like, I'm, I'm not, I, not even. I watch, your, I watch your dad, your dad, like, I was not even close to your dad, okay? He stood on the glass, okay, yeah. your brothers were playing, and he's like, <laughs> he's like, and give the number. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and if you did give good you got out. like yeah. the clap. Oh it. carry the puck, <laughs> carry the puck.
1: Yeah, yeah, carry, carry it. Uh, yeah. It's crazy like, how you, crazy are they are on the me. glass. I know. You're just he he like shaking. Oh
4: yeah. They know what I mean. They know what I'm saying. <laughs> he <laughs> was whistling
1: <laughs> in the box last night. I was like, I'm twenty nine years old and we're in a suite with a bunch of people and he pulled the whistle out to get our attention. I was like, Some of that stuff is
0: just it's just dad language, I think. You know, universal universal dad language. Well had that
4: breakfast today with Mr. Bill Cromery and uh, mm-hmm. uh, Patrick, Cain, uh, Patty Kane, you know, like th- that was that was uh, that was I don't think there's
3: three people that like the game more than those three. I'm just really putting yeah. that out there. So yeah, It was, it was it pretty was, cool.
4: It was a, it was a really cool uh, moment. Like, and by the way, Bill Cromery, he he was a little owner of the, the Cubs when they won the World Series. He has so, a ring. Yeah. He has a ring. Oh, pretty pretty cool. Cool. He has, a ring. Ring. Yeah, he has a ring. He has a ring. You got that picture. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty actually, cool. Yeah, uh, I should go to the
1: World Series. No, I did. Oh, you did! Okay, I did yeah, with yeah. your dad actually, yes, and yes. Bill. I went
4: with Bill too, and, and Eddie Vedder. We were all yeah, there. It I was, saw it the was pictures. A, it was a very cool. Good squad. It, it was it a was very a good cool. Squad. Uh, and I went to that bar after they won it. Uh, it was like a pub.
1: Oh, uh, was it? I didn't I wasn't there, I had to or? work. No, no, the one your dad
4: <laughs> you still go to all the time. Though. Oh, Murphy's,
1: no? Murphy's bleachers. Yeah. Oh, in Cleveland, you mean? No, in Chicago. In Chicago, Murphy's. He's a big Murphy's guy. Not
4: Murphy's. Come on,
1: come on. What was that? uh the lodge? The lodge. Oh yeah. We were there until. Stolen like. We were we were there until the sun came up. After, after I'm the not won, surprised to hear that. After the Cubs won the World Series. I think he's catching up with him nowadays because he struggles past 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. But yeah. yes, I do remember that he yeah. has like one of those little tall boy tall tables from the lodge and like a huge carpet. Yeah. And he's. Taken carpet. it from. He has like a carpet that says That's the lodge amazing. on, it and he's just That's slowly amazing. stolen merchandise well, from there.
3: Speaking of carpet, did he ever tell you when I tripped over the carpet at the Bell Center because I was excited to see him? No. <laughs> oh my god! I, oh, I didn't see that. Was it, was, was it hilarious. on? Was it on camera?
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know how I it didn't that go that on, actually actually on ESPN on or something. Just like, going over to say, <laughs> we're, yes. we're all on the bench
3: and like shoes like, or skates. You wearing sh- this is before the game. Okay. So Jeez. I had like my it was like right before the anthem. So I was like on the bench, like ready to go. Okay. Oh but, skates. Um, all of a sudden there was like uh, it was a huge presentation. I don't remember what the event was. I should know, but it was like all the legends. Like I'm talking mm-hmm. like every legend that is still living that played for the Habs was was present. <laughs> and big trip. Like <laughs> big deal, like really big deal. And I'm sitting there and all of a sudden I look over and and and, and Chelly looks back at me. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't seen Chelly in so long. Like, I was so pumped. Like, you see a big <laughs> smile on my face. And, like, Guy Flores there. Like, all these legends are there. And I'm most excited to see Chelly, obviously, right, because there's, like, a personal connection. I, I can't wait to see him. I don't know how. I didn't, like, understand what was <laughs> going on. But there's a red carpet that they all walked out on, obviously. And I just beeline it for him. I didn't realize how fast I was going until I watched the video. And I went to just, like, <laughs> do the thing where you just, like, kind of walk across the... The red carpet, but obviously the carpet just kind of, like, came out from underneath me. I yard-sailed, like, in the (laughs) middle. And, like, the whole bell center, like, 21,000 people was laughing at me. I'm like, this is (laughs) just... Awful, and I'm like so red, but I'm like, all right, well, I'm here now. Let's like, yeah. well just commit to the there picture. Big
1: moment, now that you say that, it, I 100. If you ever find that video, clip, but you gotta I didn't watch know it. it. Oh
3: man, it was so bad, but I was just I was so excited. <laughs> to Maybe see we'll dad. play
1: it. We'll go back and put that highlight yeah. as you described oh, it on the Yeah, there
3: you go. That was tough. <laughs> you got it. Yeah.
1: Oh wow.
0: We'll see if we can uh lay that. We're over definitely the, gonna uh, lay it over. That's awesome. No shame. You were you were going over fighting technique with some of the guys uh, at, at the hotel in Los Angeles, weren't you? I thought I saw a breakout session going on with, with maybe Sam Lafferty <laughs> and some of the yeah, other I'm guys. I mean,
1: <laughs> oh, okay, that's fair. I mean, but
0: but, <laughs> without sharing your secrets. There is, there is technique, right? I mean, it's not just well, like yeah. Uh, I, I
4: had to I had to make that into a technique because I was too small and uh, okay. When I broke in the league, you know, these guys were all six four, six five, six six. <laughs> And they were killers. Like, they literally, you know, knew how to fight. And I was a street kid, so I was fearless. And I just had to kind of make some adjustments, uh, you know, uh, as a, pretty quick, actually, because I, there's no way I could have survived the way that, like, when I broke in the league, everybody was just standing there, you know. And I, I had to start, like, turning sideways and kind of change the whole, made it into an arc more, yeah. more than fighting
0: because I was just too small. Did you ever think about, like mixed martial arts like UFC or anything like that no no
4: and actually I'm not into that stuff okay but I love boxing um when I was younger I uh I boxed a few times until my dad um took me out took me out of it because he he thought I was going to really hurt somebody because I was knocking guys out two three years older than me when I was 14 (laughs) and uh my dad said that's it no more so I had to hang up the I had to hang up the gloves. my dad didn't really like fighting at all so um, and that's why he didn't really like you know, you know me fighting in hockey um, and yeah you know, I lost my father when I was 21 playing in the NHL so that's why I think every moment I share with my son in the NHL now is pretty special.
0: Very very much so yeah. We uh, you know we've mentioned a lot of your connections to uh, to former players Kaylee's dad. I wanted to ask you too about current Blackhawks coach, Luke Richardson. Now you were briefly teammates on a couple of points in your career with, with Toronto. Is that correct? Uh, Three times. Three times. times, Okay. In junior.
4: (laughs) Oh really? In in Peterborough. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Long time. Yeah. And, uh, in Toronto and, um, and then Toronto again, but, uh, Luke's a very uh, special guy and I'm so happy he got an opportunity to be a head coach. It's long, long overdue. And, uh, You know the results you're getting with this team now I think uh, just is is a testament to him and what type of person he is and how much these kids really love him and they're all playing so hard for him and uh, you know I I don't even want to say that word but before the season started everybody thought it was going to be one of those and I I never believed in that stuff and uh, he knows not to believe in that stuff but uh, it's nice that these they're all really uh, working hard and playing hard for him and uh, I'm so happy for For not only Luke, but you know, Derek King and the rest of the coaching staff. They're they're, they're, and this whole Father's trip, like when Max, when we he said we went the second year, it was just the players, it it was just the players, and the Blackhawks they brought everybody, the trainers, the Mm -hmm. staff, all the staff and the family, and I I think that you know the original six team and Max says Max says you know. There's not th- nobody like Chicago, and he—he's how he's been treated here has been amazing, and it's a first-class organization. It's pretty, pretty, uh, pretty cool to be here with all the fathers and now we're doing this show on the father's <laughs> trip so this will be a keeper for the books
1: it's not, that's and nice. with Kelly of course I you know. know what a treat I couldn't yeah. wait for you to come I was like oh and as soon as Max got signed with the uh, Hawks I was like yes like, yeah. I got somebody <laughs> <laughs> personally <laughs> at least I met you the first day in the locker room but I'd yeah. known your dad for so long and yeah. I saw him at the camp like I said at Mario's camp and I was like Aw, it awesome. felt like I knew it you it did feel like it yeah Yeah. yeah. follow each other or I follow him on Instagram now so <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> I feel like I know everybody I know that, your grandma yeah, that, Oh,
0: class, that's when yeah. you're in yeah, yeah. You followbacks on instagram <laughs> and stuff like that for sure for but sure. going back to the
1: dad's trip too it's got to be cool for you max and i always thought like going you don't know anything different when your dad plays hockey yeah. and you get to go to the rink and all the games and like i just remember playing like mini sticks in the family rooms all the time running down the tunnels gas station breakfast on the way to practice with dad <laughs> and then going to all the cool events all-star like all that i mean how nice is i never went to an all-star game Oh. That was a subtle jab. I love it, (laughs) Kaylee. Come on, (laughs)
4: Kaylee. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yes. (laughs) Still, I would have thought you'd been to a lot of those. You're an all star uh, in Max's heart and my heart, uh, so it doesn't count. But all those kind of cool events, and now probably going to so many more just with your post career and, and all the things you get to do. But how nice is it to be able to give back to your dad? And yeah. be in the NHL yeah. and like get to share this experience with him now.
3: Uh, I, I think it's awesome. I mean, I, first off, I think this whole father's trip in, in general, not just for, for my dad, but all these dads, is, is it's awesome. And it's it not only is a way to give back, but it's like it's it's a it's a big thank you. You know what I mean? Because um, just to kind of show them, not every dad got to live this lifestyle um, like mine. So just for for the ones that haven't lived it, just to see, like, hey, this is what my son is living and this is what they do on a day-to-day basis, I think it's super special for them and it's something they deserve because the sacrifices, um, the, the time, both, I mean, our moms and dads are the reason why we are where we are. Um, and, and I think everyone knows that, but it's just nice to, to really highlight that once in a while. So I think for me, it's, it's not just about my dad, it's about all the dads here and uh, it's great to see and they're all so proud, so. Uh, but no, go, going back to, to being a kid, um, with him, just as 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 you would know, um, like I, everyone's like, oh, how was it to watch your dad like play um, back in the day? I'm like, honestly, like it was cool, but I didn't, I didn't really watch him. Um, I go, enough. I'd go to the game, and and he can tell you, uh, my mom could tell you too, that I'd go down to the wives' room, and I would play mini sticks from the time yeah. I got there <laughs> to the time my dad came out of the shower and was like, all right, let's go home. Yeah, that had to be like three and a half, four hours long. <laughs> you know what I, I, mean? I mean? So like. Yeah. Intermission, it was with soaked. like. Be soaked intermission, sweat. it was with. Uh,
4: <laughs> sweat. Gotta get home, get my bath.
3: It's funny, like Tom, <laughs> Tom Fitzgerald. Uh, I mean, he had two or three boys, but two of them, I think, are, are playing pro hockey now. Uh, one of them's in Buffalo, the other one's uh, kind of been bouncing around a little bit, but both great dudes. Um, played with them, played with Curtis Joseph's kids. Mm-hmm. Um, who else off the top of my head?
4: But Wade belak was his favorite. No, oh, yeah. so
3: when they weren't, like, when we weren't playing in the intermission, everyone else would go back to their seats, but my mom would be, okay, let's go. I'm like, nope, not going. <laughs> so the, the two security people, like the ushers at the at the front door mm-hmm. of, of the wives' room were my goalie for the, the, the whole 20-minute <laughs> period. And and that was my lifestyle as, as a kid. And, and, and as cool as that was, that was just like me thinking I was in the NHL, basically. Right. Um, the, the coolest part, really, growing up was, was being able to go to the rink yes. uh, and being in the dressing room and getting to spend so much time with the training staff and and seeing all the behind the scenes stuff um you're kind of like a fly in the wall because they don't as much as the guys like say hi to you whatever they they're just going about their business so they don't really know you're there i guess um but you see guys like matt sundin gary roberts i mean ed Belfour. the, the list really goes on of these legends um and how hard they work how they treat um the training staff how they treat i mean the media like yourselves and, and how they treat each other. Um, then, like, their, their mindset as soon as they're going on the ice. Like, I, I saw all of that. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that even though you're young, you don't really understand that you're processing at all. But now that I'm 27 years old playing in the NHL, like, I, I have, like, vivid, vivid memories of, of, of all those times. And I'm, I'm super grateful for it because I think it's one of the biggest reasons Um, why I am where I am today is is being able to learn from watching those people. So when I see the younger guys buzzing around the the room now, it puts a smile on my face because I'm like – you have no idea how lucky you are right now And, and yeah. enjoy it Because it's it's pretty special So it's it's great to see And um, again I'm very thankful for that opportunity
1: It's so true It's like when I think of I definitely didn't pay attention To like hardly any of the games When we yeah. were there But like I remember like the bazooka bubblegum the, the buckets of those And we <laughs> that's like the biggest thing We would go get bubblegum Juicy fruit Juicy
3: fruit. Did was you have Big Red in your big room? Red, big, big Red Big Red was a classic
1: uh, Dentine Ice And then like my dad I don't know why my dad thought it was okay But there's a lot of kids and families in detroit at the time like the lidstroms yeah. and everybody had kids but they kind of just let us go in the in the locker room right and yeah. like the workout room and let us play on all the equipment like it was chill no so way. like i just like i had my foot at the united or i don't know if it was united Center at the time like my toe got stuck in an elliptical <laughs> and when you talk about like the relationships <laughs> with the trainers and everybody like the amount of times my dad had to ask a trainer to like help us with my toe in the That's elliptical amazing. or i got Fell off the counter before one of his games, and split my chin open. And he asked the doctor in the locker room during the game if he would give me stitches. So like I'm in there, <laughs> bawling during the game, and Quick he comes in quickly and yeah and like right away he just stitched me up. And it was like what a nice like connection that was <laughs> for my mom to not have to go to the ER and That's have somebody awesome. right there like stitch you up during the game. So, but it's it, you're right. Like the little things you remember. That's not at all on the ice you guys as a fan. The craziest things. Craziest right? things.
3: Yeah. Remember those like paraffin wax bath things? Oh, yeah. That was like another highlight because, like, (laughs) we didn't even know what what that was. It was like this hot thing of wax and we'd stick our hands in. And I guess the guys back then would do it to, like, soften up their hands. They've been broken so many times or whatever. I had no idea. So, like, we would just stick our whole arm in there and be like, oh, look at my arm. (laughs) Like, stuff like that. Everything was a toy in there. Yeah, I know. It's so funny. It's
1: it's probably not a great idea, but But, (laughs) what are you going to do? Great
3: memories for sure.
0: Well, fellas, we can't thank you enough for coming mm-hmm. on and sharing some of these great stories. And, and Ty, just to echo what you've already been told, Kaylee and I would both say it's been great having Max on the team. Great personality. Love having him around. He's, he's been great to us. And especially this is my first year on the job. And so it awesome. really really appreciate it. But uh, especially doing this on a, on a day between games, we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for doing this and looking forward to the, to the rest of the trip and the rest of the season. Yeah, thanks thanks, for, having us, yeah, thanks thank
4: for having us, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh, Say hi to your girlfriend. I look forward to meeting her. Will we'll, will do. She'll be, a, she'll be thrilled to she She'll be thrilled.
0: she Her name is Liz. Hi, Liz. I'm sure. I'm sure she'll bring. i sure she'll bring her jersey by too of yours. So, very uh, cool. Ty Domi, Max Domi. That's all we got. Thanks so much for stopping by and checking out the latest episode of the Blackhawks Insider Podcast. Thanks, guys. Go Hawks.
1: Go Hawks. Go Hawks.
0: All right, well, thanks again to Max Domi and his dad, Ty. I know that my girlfriend Liz is going to be thrilled when she sees her shout-out from her favorite player growing up, Ty Domi. She still has his jersey, so I – She's uh,
2: Canadian. That makes sense. She's from Toronto, right? Yeah,
0: I mean, even Drake. Like, Drake still tweets about Ty Domi. So, I mean, the guy – hes he really is. He's a legend. Look
2: at his – in. okay, Go on Instagram and follow Ty Domi on Instagram. I got to meet him at a wedding this past summer. Um, My wife was in a wedding, and the groom was friends with Ty, and he's the life of the party. (laughs) I mean, I'm not shocked he's, like, on a yacht one day, like, dancing with, like, Tom Brady and and Mark Wahlberg. I mean, he's he's kind of a rock star. He's got that Chris Chelios, uh, Jeremy Roenick – rock star status i think in in the sports world
1: i love ty i think he's always been one of my favorite players to be a former players to be around dads he loves his kids more than anything so this interview with him was really fun because you can feel just how close they are and i thought they had so many nice things to say about each other from uh, father-son relationship and Max giving his dad yes he's one of the greatest fighters of all time but he also was a skilled guy had a well-rounded game had a very long career and it's nice like I don't know, sometimes people forget things like that or just how big of a heart he has so if Max doesn't say it it's Drake tweeting about how big of a heart that Ty Domi has no I mean deal. it's no big deal I mean no big deal. So cool. They have such a fun lifestyle, and it was really, really uh, nice to be able to sit down and actually catch up. I feel like I'd known Max forever just because of how much his dad had talked about him and how proud he was. So really cool experience for Chris and I to get to know them uh, one-on-one like that. They were great.
2: Well, that's a good, uh, perfect little layup for me, Kaylee, because speaking of nice things and saying nice things about people or places (laughs) – We're going to have to start sellies and chirps this week with Scott Darling. (laughs) Did anybody hear what Scott Darling said on NBC about the city of St. Louis? He he said St. Louis is the worst city in the world or the worst city here, the worst place to play. I mean, he really he kind of laid into St. Louis last night. I mean, and, and that's that's a pretty big chirp for the Crosstown Rivals.
0: I mean, it's a celly hey, for me. Hey, it's a rivalry. Yeah, it's a celly it's a, it's a for me. Look, I mean, I think after the Red Wings, there isn't a team that Blackhawks fans have hated longer than the St. Louis Blues. So I know people from St. Louis who don't even like St. Louis-style pizza. So, you know, I mean, it's like... I didn't know they
1: had their own style of pizza.
2: Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Yes. <laughs> there There's a very... And I, I of course, can't recall what um, makes it distinguishable or unique off the top of my head, but it's something, um, I don't know if it has something to do with the cheese, but it's like, oh yeah, it, it uses the specific type of cheese, Provel cheese. So it makes it very distinct or unique. It's, it's, and it's called St. Louis style pizza and people either love it or hate it. So, Maybe that was part of the, you know, also part of the reasoning for Scott Darling not wanting to get traded to St. Louis. He, he doesn't like the pizza, but it's a sellie for me. Way to, way to, way to hold firm Scott and, and take a stand.
2: Hey, I, I give him credit for saying what's on his mind. What, yeah, what, what I, about I guess, you
1: Kaylee? <laughs> I guess in that instance, right, Colby's, right. he said what was on his mind. We always love a, a genuine answer. So I'll celebrate it. I'm going to St. Louis in December with the team, so I've never hated it before. Maybe I'll hate it this time, or I'll try the pizza and see what happens.
2: No, no time like the present, Kaylee.
1: <laughs> no time like the present.
0: Yeah, that game against St. Scott. Louis will be a few days after Christmas, so, Kaylee, we can have, like, another cheat meal or something like that and try the St. Louis <laughs> pizza.
1: <laughs> I don't think I've ever – That's. I think if anything else needs to be said about the dad's trip, those guys ha- were eating 24-7. <laughs> Full fillets after games, despite not having played full pasta dinners. Like, nobody took a breath. I helped a couple dads try sushi in the suite in L.A. for the first time. I've never seen so much food in my life.
0: (laughs) So whose dad hadn't tried sushi before?
1: Uh, I can't remember whose it was because I was just kind of meeting them all in the suite for the first time. But I'm going to find out. They were like, they didn't know how much soy sauce to put on it. So I was kind of yeah. helping them spoon the soy sauce on it. I'm dying to find out who that was. So well, and I, I will figure add, it out.
2: I got to add one more thing from, from the dads because one of the dads walked up to me yesterday between the second and the third period. I left between the benches, wanted to go get a little um, little hot water and, and go to the bathroom. Saw out. One of the dads walked up to me and goes, you know, your language on the broadcast is way different than on Spit and Chicklets. And I was like, "What? What's he talking about?" <laughs> and then I realized that I guess Colby Armstrong is doing Spit and Chicklets now uh on a on a consistent basis, and I was like, I didn't really have time to say, "Wait, who are you?" Like I didn't know it was one of the dads. <laughs> I know it was one of the dads. It was right at the family room, and I was like, "Uh, wrong Colby, but okay. That's uh... it. That was my that was my rant that was my random thought you made me think of sorry there's chris. only
1: one c squared in the biz. well i guess two, two. Of us, but two. one As colby of fact, c squared two. <laughs> don't
2: don't don't forget yourself yeah don't bro. sell come yourself
0: on. short kaylee come on
1: my bad sorry i forgot we have the triple c's chris colby kaylee yeah there we go <laughs>
0: even better c cubed
1: <laughs> what what is your cellian tri- uh chirp this week chris
0: so my cellian chirp again plays off the dad's trip to Southern California. We had an off day in Anaheim. And it, you are literally, when you stay a, in Anaheim, you are literally within walking distance from Disneyland. So my dad and I went to Disneyland. And we huh. specifically wanted to go to the new Star Wars exhibit at Disneyland that I w- wasn't open when I was a kid. Disney hadn't purchased Lucasfilm at that point. So I already know what Colby's... Reaction to this is going to be, but my question, are we Selly or Chirping Disney adults? What do we think? (laughs) Never grow up. Come on.
1: I'll let you go first, Colb, since you seem to have an answer right now.
2: (laughs) As someone who probably has Disney trips in their future. Yes. uh, But has not been to Disney in about 30 years. uh, Questionable, Chris. But. For you, not questionable, but in general, very questionable. I'm not even going to sell your chirp, it. I'm going to use the word questionable.
1: (laughs) I can't um, chirp it because I've been to Disney, having lived in Florida a lot as an adult. Uh, My husband is also a Star Wars nerd, as is Chris. Uh, We have to get the picture of Chris in front of the spaceship, though, that his dad took for sure. Was that? Oh, no, that was uh, there's a couple other players whose uh, dads went to Disneyland as well. I got a picture. Don't worry. Oh, you did. Okay, So I thought you had a, a ship photo as well. Yes. Okay, so I'll celebrate, but I will ask both of you, Chris, like how much would you have to pay you to wear the ears all day? Uh, mouse ears all day around
0: you know i've never i've never been I've never been an ears guy um <laughs> I guess I wear my Disney pride on the inside but uh i I don't know that's a good question i mean if it if it got me into the park for free, I mean sure like,
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> then you're an ears guy Colby, are you an ears guy for your you're gonna be a dad. You're gonna I put the ears on. Be.
2: I think I will be because I'm sure that whatever <laughs> she tells me will be what happens. So uh, smart I'm man. Sure at some point, I will be an ears guy, but I cannot currently answer that with a truthful response because I just don't know.
1: <laughs> That's fair.
0: Well, thank you. I Good appreciate uh, appreciate everyone's feedback on that, and I can't wait until we play the ducks again. Because
1: I'm going back to Disney. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: All you, Kaylee, what do you got for sillies or chirps?
1: I feel bad because we already hit mine. I was going to oh. say snow before Thanksgiving. Are we celebrating? Are we chirping? I've I've been told this is perfect turkey bowl weather, so I don't know if you guys ever participated in the turkey bowl, but what are your thoughts on getting snow before Thanksgiving? I'm celebrating.
0: <laughs> absolutely devastating it's hard right I mean look like people people don't understand I mean we're still we're still six weeks away from the official start of winter so to get snow in mid November yeah it it can be a tough blow to the psyche as as Colby mentioned however you know I'm i'm down for a white thanksgiving every now and then um
1: yeah it definitely i do
2: have i i do have some reasoning other than just my distaste for cold weather and it's because rocket who is our small dog will not go outside in this weather and it's a whole production and struggle to put a jacket on him and get him to go outside and then he steps in the snow and he he lifts up his little paws and he like doesn't want to walk in it and so it's it it adds more difficulty to my life oliver on the other hand he he got to experience snow for the first time this morning he went down to our backyard and was doing sprints and had the zoomies and was just, just started rolling around in the snow the wet snow right away so he loved it but then he's a mess and then I got to get him all cleaned off before he comes in the house or I get in trouble and then rocket won't go. and <laughs> It's just a whole thing, guys. It really is. I mean, I, I, it's not like sledding with Kaylee's kids, which looked like a ton of fun this morning. Like they were out there having fun. Everyone's smiling. I'm sure you made them hot cocoa and they came back in, you know, mom of the year over there. So
1: we actually had hot, hot bone broth. Ooh. Oh, of course you <laughs> <love> it. <laughs> Of course, you I did. have vegan marshmallows in the Healthy pantry, and Danny was like, "They're not eating vegan marshmallows." <laughs> <laughs> so we did bone broth.
0: <laughs> Wait, what? 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 What goes into marshmallows that's not vegan? What is it? Eggs? Are there eggs? It's or something? just a little
1: or- cleaner, slightly less processed than the what's the famous marshmallow brand stuffs
0: or uh, like Jet Puffed or something like that. Well, Jet Puffed. That's, puffs, that's not, yeah, I don't know that if that's the brand, but. Anyways.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I saw them. They looked a little cleaner. I bought them. They're not allowed to be used in this house. Danny prefers straight, regular marshmallows if we're going to do cocoa season.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, you know, you got to, again, it's all about planting your flag and taking a stand. You know, you got to have good marshmallows for your hot cocoa. So Can't I lost that one. That's on a
1: fair one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, well, next time I see your kids, I'm giving them real hot chocolate.
2: <laughs> I don't think so.
0: <laughs> well, we've got plenty of time, plenty of Christmas episodes to discuss what your favorite type of hot cocoa is or what kind of marshmallows you use. For now, we are going to say so long and thank you for watching or listening to the latest Blackhawks Insider podcast. A reminder that we have a very special guest on next week's episode, Marion Hosa. To talk about his jersey retirement ceremony and hopefully get some great stories about his time in Chicago so be sure to tune in for next week's episode with Marion Hosa. and thank you once again for tuning in to this week's edition of the Blackhawks insider podcast remember send us your tweets hashtag Blackhawks mailbag If you'd like to contribute to the show in any way with questions or segment ideas. And remember, more content is always available at Blackhawks.com. Thank you to Brad Dollar and Southside Jake for the music featured on this podcast. Thank you to our producers, Nick Song and Trevor Bray. For Colby and Kaylee, I'm Chris. We'll talk to you next time on the Blackhawks Insider Podcast.